Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Lauren Searden, Operations Manager for 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. It's Lauren today as your host filling in for Helen. Thanks so much for having me. Today, I have our resident doula, I'm going to call her, (laughs) Sulamita. She's back um, for a second podcast on doula work. Thank you so much for coming, Sulamita. It's great to see you again. Thanks for having me. Yes. Today, we're going to dive into how to prepare for birth and what kind of tips from a doula of how to get our bodies, minds, spirits ready to birth, because that's a big milestone deal in our lives. Can you just remind the listeners or reintroduce yourself to our listeners and where they can find you? Yeah. So Sulamita is my name. Last time Helen was calling me Sula the doula. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And I am available on Instagram, Sulamita underscore doula. Also, you guys can reach me on my phone. 206-499-6206 is the number. You guys can call text. If you have any questions or if you're interested in hiring me or anyone else, I'm happy to answer questions. And how long have you been a doula? Just to remind the folks. About two years now. So I started in, well, actually, I guess it's going to be almost three years now. I started in 2020. Awesome. (laughs) That's great. Great. So we will dive into these questions. And the first one, just really broad. What are some common things that mothers don't think about when they're preparing for birth? I think I haven't given birth yet, but I can imagine there's a lot of preparation. You know, you're thinking about the baby stuff, um, how it's going to change your life. Sometimes I don't think there's, in my experience from my friends, as much focus on the birth. They're kind of like, okay, it's going to happen. Nature calls, the baby starts, (laughs) you know, you feel the contractions, the baby's coming. But what can mothers do to really prepare themselves um, before birth and during birth? Yeah, I think you're totally spot on (laughs) with saying like preparing for baby stuff because I feel like car uh, car seats are more researched than like birth, you know, which is fair. Which is fair, but all car seats on the market are technically good enough, right? Right. If they're getting sold, they uh, meet the standards of (laughs) safety requirements. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they just don't think about like birth in general. You know, they think it's what they see on TV. So, yeah. you you know, you all of a sudden your water breaks and you go to the hospital and you have a baby. Right. But I encourage my clients that I work with to really just kind of like look into the deeper, darker parts of birth and to think more about like how this is going to affect you because mm-hmm. birth is so different for everybody for sure. that it's hard to kind of give a broad like this is what your birth is going to be so some things that I think people don't think about is like how do you handle pain how do you handle stressful situations and kind of get to know yourself a little bit more because that will be very helpful during your birth yeah that's really insightful because I feel like Obviously, we don't become new people when we're in a birthing situation. How you deal with pain, you know, stress, like you mm-hmm. said, in your day to day might be magnified during birth, but it it's not necessarily a whole new 
experience. You felt pain before, this might be more pain or less pain at some points. You felt stress before, more or less stress. And how as a person do you deal with that, which is really cool. Yeah. Doing a revaluation on yourself mm-hmm. is good to know how like things are going to go. Yeah. Also preparing yourself for that, you know. We go into birth kind of expecting things to happen, but you kind of have to ask, like, I expect everything to go perfectly fine, yeah. but if it doesn't, am I going to be able to stay calm, cool, and collected during that time? Totally. And yeah. mentally kind of prepare yourself. I feel like people don't mentally prepare themselves. They physically prefer- prepare themselves with right. like yoga and all these prenatal fun things. Yes. But what about the mental aspect? Right. Well, and I mean, what in my little knowledge of birth and the people I've talked to in my life who have done unmedicated births, it's, it's really a mental game. Our body, you know, can do it. It mm-hmm. might not feel that way all the time, but it's, it's, if you, you know, feel that first really intense contraction, like <gasps> throw in the towel, I can't do this. This, this isn't happening. That's not going to maybe get you to the finish line in the way you maybe thought it would. So I think being more educated on how that will feel, what coping mechanisms you have. And I think that's where a doula comes in a lot is the prep, but also like the during labor, you know, relief techniques and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so what are some common concerns pregnant mothers have that you have worked with it, with your clients? Do you feel like what are kind of the big scary what ifs that um, they concern and what do you usually share with them to relieve those or at least just let I me mean, not relieve, but educate them so they can think about these concerns, not as scary, but hey, this is my plan of action. Yeah. So I actually went back and looked at my intake questionnaire to be like, mm-hmm. what what are some of the concerns that people are having about birth? And the two that stood out to me the most are mothers are like, I want to avoid a C-section and I right. w- want to avoid tearing. So as long as those two things are avoided, they're happy with anything else that happens. Yeah. And so it's really funny because I just interviewed a mom last night and she was like, I want at all costs, I want to avoid a C-section. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But I like this is where I'm like, Having a doula, like your chances of a C-section go down, Mm -hmm. that's like facts, but, you know, stuff is going to happen during birth that that you cannot control. control. And so there's an aspect of surrender Mm -hmm. when it comes to the C-section. Like I will do everything in my power to help and so will your medical professionals because I don't think they want a C-section either. (laughs) But if something happens and I kind of have that conversation with them. Because I don't want them to think that, like, if they end up with a C-section, that someone messed up somewhere because it's still okay. Yeah, and I think if you go in mentally being like, I can't have a Mm C-section, your idea of birth might feel like, well, I I failed. Correct. When when really it probably was out of your control. You know, it was Mm -hmm. some other factor that played into it that medically it was necessary to – get your baby into the world healthy. Right. So I think, yeah, having those expectations like, yes, we have established that that's a concern, but how are you going to work through that if that becomes a concern? Yes. While it might be a low a low risk, it still could happen. Yeah. And I think society has made like those things such a taboo that like mm. mothers don't even know why they don't want it. They just don't want it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I understand completely. No yeah. one wants to be cut open, but this is something that might have to happen and like we don't plan for it. And, you know, when we set up a birth plan, that's not something that we like talk about. Right. But that is something that I'm like, I will help you in any way that I can. But if it comes to having a C-section, it's going to be okay, and your baby's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. And then with regards to tearing, do you feel like and I I feel like I hear mixed things on on tearing. Do you feel like the things that people do, the perineal massage, you know, these different techniques are helpful to help with tearing or do you feel like it's kind of like the anatomy or like, you know, pelvic floor therapy? Like, do you feel like it 
works from your experience? Or do you kind of think like, well, some people tear, some people don't? I think that there's things that you can do to help. Yeah. But I think what really plays a big factor into it. So you tear during pushing, right? Right. When your baby's being born. Yeah. And so if you're pushing too early or too hard or the environment that you're pushing in the position, I think those things. Allowing things to drop normally. Yeah. Yeah. Those things play a bigger part into it. You can prep all you want, but like if you're, you know, being told to push really hard, you're still going to tear. Yeah. I've I've seen some, you know, on Instagram birth videos and stuff of like, the baby's going to come out at a certain point. Like you don't really need to, you know, push per se you Mm -hmm. might have that sensation to push Mm -hmm. but not actually need to so that's probably a big thing and maybe in traditional hospital settings it might be like okay you're at a 10 start pushing kind of thing yeah yes so hospitals like to do coach pushing um which can be helpful for first-time moms because they have no idea what's going on like learn how to yeah but i also feel like sometimes it's done too soon and the body's not ready and then so if you like if you just allow the baby to come down and the body to open up more your chances of tearing go down you tear when you kind of force something that's not supposed to happen yeah because the vagina is going to stretch at a certain point and yeah there might be a small tear here and there just because of the the mass and the largeness (laughs) of that coming into a small region but at the end of the day that makes a lot of sense if you're forcing something through versus letting kind of gravity Uh and the body open up with that in a it's like it would I would imagine be a little bit slower of a process Correct. versus a force. And and we like to speed up the birthing process. Yes. And so then that's where things like tears come into play. Yeah. Um but if some you know, sometimes people have like a fast labor naturally, that's just what right. happens. It just flies out. <laughs> and you might tear, you know, because it's fast. Yeah. And so your body didn't have enough time to open. Exactly. So tears are gonna happen, but I think minimizing tears uh, doing things like letting your body open and prepare for that, that is totally sense. fine. And letting kind of like gravity do its job probably yes. maybe not laying on the back always for yeah. some people that works but yes. maybe other times that isn't really conducive to yeah. things descending right <laughs> absolutely and also if that's like a big concern for a mom that i know i'll encourage her to get in the tub because yeah. you know that will help with softening and opening things a little sense. bit more that makes sense yeah yeah awesome and then with that if for the concerns that they're going into, they can prepare for birth in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But for me- uh, physically and mentally, how can they prepare? I guess we can start with physically for those cases we just talked about. Birth is a very like physical activity. Mm-hmm. And so I like to encourage movement during pregnancy mm-hmm. and then also movement to help baby engage in the pelvis in yeah. like, a good way of like get down low and engage. Mm-hmm. So... Physically, just like any sort of workout that you guys that they find comfortable, mm-hmm. stretching, moving. Yeah. Or if it's like hardcore workouts, yeah. you know, if you want to be lifting, do that because the endurance is going to help you. For sure. So physical is any sort of movement. I will yeah. take anything. Yeah. You, know? you can give me movement. Let's do it. <laughs> like even if it's just like rotating on a yoga ball. Yeah. That's fantastic. Totally. I will take that. That's awesome. So that's physical. And then also like nutrition, I think, plays a big part into that. For sure. If you're eating kind of foods that will help your body and nourish your body and give your body energy, yeah. especially in that third trimester, that will be helpful. Also indulge in all the cravings that you're having. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But try to focus on like, hey, like I'm my body's going to be going through a lot. What can I do now to kind of help it's nourish like preparing it? Preparing for like, I would never run one, but a marathon. A like, marathon. It really is. It's yeah. not usually. It's not a sprint <laughs> unless these babies come out quick. But um, usually you're yeah. going to have to prepare for like, okay, this is going to be, you know, maybe a day of 
some intensity, especially if there's not as lot as much pain, you know, relief techniques yeah. from like medicine. Yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of things that are offered to pregnant women that you can utilize. Mm-hmm. Like you said, pelvic floor therapy, yeah. prenatal yoga, mm-hmm. chiropractor adjustments, all those things can kind of help your body be in the best shape yeah. to give birth. That's awesome. And then mentally, how can we prepare for birth where we, you know, aren't fearful of it or we aren't like okay i'm just gonna like shut off my brain and hope my body like biologically knows what to do how can they prepare mentally to go into birth the best way possible yeah so i love birthing classes there's Mm -hmm. a lot available right now online during covid kind of they all moved online and Mm -hmm. a lot of people started their own but they're kind of expensive so if you can't do a birthing class the one thing that i would recommend you do is check out like a hypno birthing course cool you can probably even look it up on youtube so kind of do your own research Mm -hmm. but that would be really helpful because it is controlling your mind and labor gets really intense Mm -hmm. and so we tend to kind of like go with the intensity and our mind kind of runs away from us Mm. but if we learn how to control it and bring it back that kind of helps mentally with everything that's going on yeah and we know that like our brain our brain our body are connected Mm -hmm. and so as we feel stress our body reacts and vice Mm -hmm. versa if we're feeling stress in our body our brain's gonna react and potentially increase the stress that we feel or the pain that we feel so I think going into birth, I would imagine having those techniques for, you know, physically, what can I do? You know, I've heard like the comb technique, all these different yes. like, you know, techniques to be like, OK, I need to get through the contraction. Mm-hmm. But really mentally, OK, how can I get from this pain mm-hmm. and then wait a second, this pain and then to birth right. without being like, oh, this first contraction Again, like throw the towel in. I yeah. don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is a mental endurance, just like it is running a marathon physically. Yeah. It is kind of running a marathon mentally, too. Right. And so practicing staying calm during stressful situations mm-hmm. would be really helpful. And I like to suggest like putting holding an ice cube in your hand and I've seeing how that. long you can hold it for. Because that's kind of like, you know, a contraction. Like, can yeah. you mentally be strong enough to hold that? Yeah. And then what techniques take away that? pain where it's still there but right. i can like mentally handle it a little longer yes and so we you, you will see a lot of women utilize music or mm. you know meditation mm-hmm. affirmations prayer things yeah. like that to mentally kind of i don't want to say check out but if you're like like don't focus fo- on exactly it. Yeah. don't focus on the contraction that you're having because the yeah. contraction is going to happen yeah focus on what you can do to kind of help you with that contraction yeah that makes sense that's awesome and so with that why is it more important to do all this prep, get prepared, rather than just being like, you know, nature will nature. Like nature will do its thing and the baby will come out. Why is it better to go in with more, you know, I would say informed consent on what birth is? Yeah. So I think that birth is very much go with the flow and there's an aspect of surrender to it. Yes. But I also like to say that if you're not making decisions about your birth, someone else will be. And so it's kind of important mm, to, yeah, it's important to know what is available to you and what is happening to you. So researching birth and researching labor mm-hmm. and, you know, the different stages of labor and how that's going to feel and what you can ask for in a hospital setting. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you're going by yourself. You don't have a doula, just you and your partner. Yeah. Know what's available to you. Right. And so I think that when situations come up, that maybe the average person who's not pregnant is not going to, you know, care about. Yeah. You're prepared for those situations. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, you know, having a 
written out birth plan. Do you think that's helpful? Do you think that's pigeonholing? Because I've I've not heard from medical professionals. I've heard sometimes when they see people come with a birth plan, they almost not they don't laugh, but they're kind of like, <laughs> okay, yep, you think you know, yeah. And so, do you feel like if you come in hot, like let's say you don't have a doula? And you come in hot, like, this is what I want with my birth. Like, you're advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the providers – and every provider is different. But yeah. generally, do you feel like that's a helpful tool? So um, <laughs> it is true that they kind of, like, not laugh, but they kind of – like, if you come in there with, like, a binder of things you yeah. want, people are going to be like, well, you've never given birth before, obviously. Yeah. When it comes to birth plans, I like to say, like, write down the top three to five things that are, like, deal breakers for mm-hmm. you. These are things that you want no matter what. Right. Everything else – is just going to happen. And like, for example, you can't put, I refuse to have a C-section yeah. on your birth plan. Yeah. And so if you go in with a birth plan, that's like, well, I don't want a C-section, but you know, if it comes to it, we'll have one. The doctors will be like, okay, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And then sometimes people will be like, I want, you know, skin to skin right after birth. Uh-huh. Well, that's like a given here, at least in the state of Washington, yeah, that you're so- going to get skin to skin. So some things that I've seen that parents are like, this is 100% what I want uh-huh. is like cord clamping. Yeah, like so, delayed cord clamping. Yeah, so yeah. you'll say del- delayed cord clamping on your birth uh-huh. plan and the doctors will be like, yeah, yeah, we do that. But they do it for about 30 seconds. Yeah. And that's something that you won't know unless you are educated. And right. so if you go in there and you say, I want three minutes, you have to be very specific in your birth plan. And these are things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. So if you want delayed cord clamping and it's 30 seconds is fine, mm-hmm. then cool. Yeah. But if that's something important to you, then you want to say that exactly on your birth plan. Yeah. And then things like environment things, like I had someone who only wanted the doctors and nurses to whisper in the room. Oh, yeah. So to keep that calm energy. Right. (laughs) That makes sense. That was one of the things that was very, very important to her. So birth plan is good, but make it one of those things that you will actually like fight for. Right. Not something that's just like you printed off Google and you're like, circle, circle. Because yes. yeah. that's not going to have a lot of like intention behind it. Right. Like, well, and it kind of just it's pointing back to why having a doula is so important or is so uh, such a great tool. Because mm-hmm. I think immediately when they can see another person outside the patient advocating for that and just educating like, oh, if I was getting birth, you'd be like, hey, Lauren, I know you wanted delayed cord clamping. They only like I would never know. If I was doing birth, if they said, okay, we're going to do delayed cord clamping, that it's recommended to do three minutes is better, five minutes, whatever, yeah. when it yeah, stops yeah. pulsing. I've yes. seen that. Yes. So they would have probably, if I was in birth, I could imagine, they're like, oh, yeah, it's delayed. Mm-hmm. You are in. You just push out a baby. You have the right. baby with you. You're having a moment. You don't even realize they cut the cord. Correct. And so obviously a doula isn't making the decisions for you, mm-hmm. but is just telling you, hey, they're going to cut the cord. Did you want it to go longer? Because I'm sure that's kind of how you would go about something if a, if a patient – or a client told you, hey, this is an intention I want. That's literally a scenario that's been yeah. played out just like yeah. that, you know, where baby's born, the parents are just so busy. Yeah. And again, in a hospital setting, they kind of want things to go fast. So it's like 30 seconds. OK, we're ready to cut. And I asked the parents and the dad, che- the dad would check and be like, no, I th- you know, it's still pulsating. We want it. Yeah. Still. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Those kinds of things are yeah. what you want on your birth plan. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I just think having another person that obviously cares about you, but is less emotionally involved, less, you know, obviously you're emotionally involved in the sense of like, I want to see my client happy, but it's not your grandchild. It's not your child. You can be like, I am focusing on the mother and Mm -hmm. the birth, you know, to be successful. And I can educate on the way, which I think just for my, if if I was giving birth, my husband would appreciate that because he's (laughs) not the most medically savvy. And I think he'd be like, whatever they say, we got to just do like that's 
They're the professionals. So have a professional that's really looking out for your intentions. Because obviously, I would imagine most nurses, most doctors, they want you to have a good birth. Yeah. But they may not see everything from the perspectives of this long relationship you've built. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of fathers and speaking of my husband who would <laughs> be stressed in birth, I can imagine. <laughs> we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we come. But what are helpful ways how fathers can help be in preparation for birth and during birth? Do you feel like it's too many cooks in the kitchen if we have like father, doula, grandmother like all the people or do you like how can we support the birthing woman the mother the best mm-hmm. and how can specifically their partners do that yeah so the nice thing about covid is no grandmothers are allowed yeah <laughs> so, there's only two people right now yes, right yeah. yeah so that's been nice <laughs> but there's never too many cooks in the k- kitchen and i feel like i'm there to support the husband so if he wants to be hands-on i will take like a back seat and kind of coach him how that's to help awesome. Her, or if he wants to be hands off, that I'm more involved. It really depends on how the family dynamic is built. Right. But I do encourage the dads to take the birthing class with the moms. And again, if you can't do a birthing class, a hypno breathing class, just breathing techniques, mm. because when she's having those contractions, what works really well when someone is like in pain and you're like, just breathe, just breathe is not going to be helpful to them. So if you know how to breathe and you're breathing with her, that's going to be more helpful. So she'll feel like you're, she'll feel like he's on her team if he's kind of going through the contraction with her. There's lots of great like things that he can do to help be involved when it comes to like picking out the baby stuff. I know that's like not important, but like you want to involve him in anything. You're obviously doing the grunt work (laughs) or all of the work uh, physically and so to get them emotionally involved because I think women maybe naturally get that emotional connection with their child Uh maybe a little quicker Mm -hmm. just because our nature or that we're you know and or that we're carrying the child and so to get the father-in-law to and I'm sure most are so excited so involved but really to make it feel real for them like a baby's coming after this you know nine months of of hard and it's really hard I think I hear a lot from the men that they don't like to see their partners in pain yes so when you go into a birth situation they don't really know what's to expect and so when they see their partner in pain even if it's normal and to be expected they're kind of just like get a little stressed out which in turn put stress into the room and the environment. So um, cuz they want to protect from pain. Correct. But unfortunately the pain gets you to the baby. <laughs> yes. So so if they're doing the classes before I can imagine they have a little bit more perspective. Yeah. Like, okay. I know what to expect a little bit. Yeah. It might be different when my wife's actually doing it or my partner's right. actually doing it, but at the end of the day, I know that this pain is going to happen and I. Right. how can I support her? Yeah. And if you can't do a class, just like Google YouTube videos yeah. of like actual labors. Yeah. And a lot of them, I was trying to do this for a client. I was trying to find like a true labor video that she can let her husband watch mm-hmm. so he knows what it sounds like. Because she was like, I don't think he's going to be okay with like the sound of birth. Right. And so I went on YouTube to try to find one and they're all super cute and yeah. there's music playing over them and it's like three minutes long you yeah. know and I'm like I need like a unedited raw, raw. video <laughs> exactly <laughs> of like uh this person's doing an unmedicated birth and she's feeling it all yes and the baby's yeah. coming down or yeah <laughs> and so find one of those videos and I can provide like if someone's yeah. looking for that you can totally reach out to me I'll send you the link but the YouTube videos are very like the cute PG yes. versions of birth. yeah the one you'd show your your grandma yeah to be like Grandma, look at how cute I am in labor. Yes. The baby came out just perfect, all clean. And then it's like cut to the, you know, 
agony. <laughs> yeah, no. And there's like um, some nursery rhyme playing in the background. Oh and I'm like, this is not how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute for a little edited video, but not for the reality of right. birth. If you show it to your husband, he'd be like, okay, you must be uh, not well because <laughs> everyone else looks like they're having a grand old time. And you're not. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that is the best thing I think you can do to prepare both him and yourself is mm-hmm. find those like real videos, not like yeah. the... The Instagram version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as women, we might be more curious about birth or if we're you know, trying to get pregnant or we are pregnant, being like, okay, I know that this is going to hurt. I know that I have friends that have given birth. I have more information. Men, maybe not so much. And I think naturally men have this kind of protective instinct of like, okay, I got to remove that pain that's mm-hmm. causing her. I am going to be get worked up if I see my partner worked up. Which is a natural response. It's, a, it's almost a good response. Yeah. Like it, it would be unnatural if they were just like. <laughs> That's true. That's actually very true. It's like, honey. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Like I'm going to go take a nap. Like that would be concerning. Uh-huh. So I think it's an appropriate response, but it's not helpful Correct. necessarily. Correct. Appropriate and helpful are could be different. Yeah. So I think that's cool to say like, yes, you're going to feel these feelings. Because mm-hmm. the same thing with us women. We're going to you're going to tell us you're going to feel these feelings. You mentally need to shift your brain. Yeah. It's almost the same thing for the guys. Be like, you're going to feel this like fight or flight almost. Uh Right. Like we got to fix this. Yes. And you have to shift your brain to be like, I need to let it happen. Yes. So it's like the partners both need to be involved in this, you know, process of mentally switching physically, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously the woman more, but like. The guy knowing what physically is going to happen makes all really important. Yeah. And it's nice to have someone in the room kind of help. Yeah. (laughs) This is normal. We want this to happen. Correct. If it wasn't, we would want the labor is not progressing. Yes. No, that's actually something I say all the time, too. Like when, you know, contractions are getting stronger and you can kind of the mom's looking a little bit worried and the dad's looking at me like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is good. Contractions are getting harder. Baby's getting you're closer. Like this is what we want. And that kind of calms everyone back down. (laughs) Well, I feel like that's probably a good affirmation to remember of like, okay, every contraction is going to be closer to my baby. Yeah. Because that's what this process is for. Yep. It's to open things up and descend, if you will. (laughs) Is there any other kind of tools or preparation that you kind of want to touch before we wrap up today? I think that's it. I think the mental, like there's a lot of emphasis on physical preparation Mm -hmm. for birth, which is great. And I love all the things that are available to you, but try to focus a little bit more on the mental part of it too. And then also just going to throw it in there focus on postpartum too we prepare for birth a lot but we don't really prepare for postpartum and sometimes that catches us off guard that could probably be a whole podcast of itself i feel like that would be a good expansion of part three of sulamita being here but thank you so much sulamita it was great to talk to you you are such a wealth of knowledge and we are so grateful to have you if anyone would like to connect with sulamita about doula work or learn more about how to hire a doula and the importance or the great resource that that is in the birthing process, postpartum process, feel free to reach out to her. Her Instagram is sulamita underscore doula, mm-hmm. correct? And can awesome. we link that? Yeah, okay, we'll link cool. that in the um, show notes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, and be well. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more about the services we provide, book an appointment, or even make a donation if you'd like to help support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you liked this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.